Utalk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. On the web at utalkradio.com. You're listening to Utalk Radio. I'm Larissa, and I'm in the studio with Katie and Steve. Hi. Hi there. We're going to be taking your calls out there, talking about stuff that's trending and whatever is going on in the world. And since this is you talk, we want to hear from you. Yes. So please give us a call at 1-855-508-8255. Or you can reach out by texting Utah to 411-247. You know, there's an interesting trend taking place with school dances. They're being canceled. Do you guys want to know the reason they're being canceled? Absolutely, of course we do. Why? Because more students would rather stay home and text than go to dances. No. Oh, I love school dances. Seriously? Yeah. The tickets aren't selling and they're just, they're having to cancel dances because they're like, it's not worth putting them on because hardly anyone shows. And when they do show, guess what they're doing? Texting, texting to each other at the tables or whatever or standing on the dance floors texting i mean i used to really like the school dances when i actually got asked to go um <laughs> well you know at my high school i loved the dances because oftentimes it was my band that was playing for the dance oh that's cool yeah now would you actually bring a date yes i would so your date would just be left alone when you were playing. <laughs> Absolutely. But see, the whole thing was she got to be my date. I mean, like I was the drummer for the band. Yeah. See, that's why she needs to be texting while you're like, yeah, playing. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know. Well, sometime when we have time, I'll tell you a story about a girl I was dating named Karen and what happened at a school dance when I was playing. And But we don't have time right now. Oh, no, now. you're not getting off that easy. I want to hear the story. All right, here's the deal. I really, really like Karen. She was, she was really pretty. And so uh, my band's playing at this one particular dance, and all night long she's bringing me Cokes up to drink, you know, water. And, oh, I'm so proud of you. So, you know, we're packing the gear up because we're supposed to go out to eat with the other band members and their girlfriends. And she goes, oh, gee, Steve, I was just so proud of you. And I can hardly wait to go out with you tonight. And I'm going, Karen, I, I are you, you're joking. You want me to go in public with you looking like that? Steve, what are, you, what are you talking about? She goes, I bought this new dress. I said, oh, come on, Karen. That thing would look better ha- on the hanger than it does on you. Oh, you didn't. Why? Oh, I did. But see, you got to understand oh. something. This doesn't justify Why? it. But Why did you say that? I used mean. to I used to have a horrible self-image. And so my big, you know, guy thing was if I could put this lady down, then, you know, it makes me like a bigger guy. And I just kept it up and kept it up. And finally, she walks away. And that was it. Now, oh, I'm surprised she didn't slap you in the face yeah, or pour I, like you a know, cup of water on you yeah. or something oh you know but here's the end result of that story um we graduated from high school we're we're at a uh, mutual friend's wedding and she came up to me afterwards and she goes you know steve i always thought this was going to be me and you and my heart just sank i said what do you oh, mean karen she sad. goes i loved you and she goes i just couldn't take the put downs all the time why couldn't you have complimented me i think you like me i said karen i really did but I hated myself so much that I couldn't tell you how I really felt. Oh, that's so sad. That is. You broke her heart and destroyed her self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, and you know what? I'm not proud of it. I really probably shouldn't even tell that story. But, you know, I say that guys out there, you know, it's not a, it's not a big guy thing to be able to put a lady down. Make her feel special. Encourage her. Let her know that you like her and you care about her. And please, above all, when she goes to the effort of looking nice, tell her that, okay? Guys don't realize how important of a role they play in 
a girl's self-esteem like growing up you know whether it's a dad a brother a boyfriend a teacher you know I think the positive reinforcement like you can never compliment a girl enough that's a great lesson learned and hopefully now you can kind of pay it forward Steve we always talk about making a difference so maybe what you just shared will make a difference in someone's life I hope so because I do regret having done that I really Karen didn't deserve that she was a real sweetie hey stay with us we're taking your calls right after the break you talk radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. Taking your questions at 855-50-U-TALK. It's U-TALK Radio. Well, just before the break, we were talking about a trend where schools were canceling dances because kids would rather stay home and text. Uh, Before we go to the phones, I'm curious, Larissa and Katie, um, about you guys and, and dances. I mean, did you like to go to them when you were in school? And did you have an experience like Karen had with me? I didn't have anybody putting me down, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I shouldn't say. I hope not. Um, I only went to a few dances. I actually didn't get asked to go to dances very much, or I got asked by guys I did not want to go with to dances. Okay, now how did you say no to them then? Um, I just said, like, I didn't want to go. You You did it nicely. I said it as nice as I could. You know, I think I just let them down i think one time i feel kind of bad now because one of the guys is like a really good friend of mine you know um but at the time it was kind of awkward you know but i mean we're still friends but we never well i'm glad you were nice about it because i had this friend that asked this girl out she goes you know i'm really sorry i can't go out because i have to watch my sick dog that night he had eye surgery Oh, it's wow. Like, dude, did you really buy excuse? that one? That's lame. I mean, it's like, just come come straight out and say, look, yeah. I, I, I don't like you. I don't got, I mean, you know, my poor friend is like, I hope her dog's getting worse. It's like, dude, that's an excuse. She don't want to go out with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I probably did the whole, I have to wash my hair on a Saturday night excuse at some point. <laughs> What about you, Katie? I actually didn't have to worry about any saying no or anything to guys or getting insulted because I actually never went to a dance oh. with a date. No. With a date. But you did never go to dances. With a date. No, I did go to the dances. I went to all of them alone. You went stag? Yes. Alone? But I went with a group of friends, but I never went with a date. Oh, okay. So, as long as you weren't alone. Yeah. Okay, no, no, okay Katie, yeah. at your dances, did like the girls get out and dance with each other and the guys are standing like off on the side texting or doing whatever? I mean, it Th- seems like a trend. There was a mix, you know, like there there was groups of people like dancing together, a lot of like groups of girls dancing and guys kind of just sitting at tables or around the snack bars or whatever. Okay. Let's take a call. We have Joyce on the phone with us right now. Hi. Um, I was just listening about you guys talking about no more dances in schools. That's yeah. crazy. So did you go to your school dances? Yeah, I did. I, I looked forward to them, like especially prom. I looked forward to prom since sixth grade and... Like, all of the dances that we've had, I've always looked forward to, especially the formal ones. Yeah, because you get to dress up and pretty like a princess and the whole you know dress shopping fun and you make i can't relate to that ladies i'm sorry i don't want to look like a princess even without the dress shopping and everything it's an experience with like you know socializing with people and how guys treat girls and how girls can learn to respect themselves with guys and you know like just the whole organizing things too like that's you know event planning 
Oh, yeah. I yeah. helped put oh, on the uh-huh. homecoming dance. And I remember being in the gym up to like four or five in the morning, painting the walls and putting up posters and decorating. Oh, my goodness. And it, it <laughs> seems like kind of a rite of passage to from from generation to generation. It's like you look like you said, Joyce, you look forward to the prom. You look it's like this is something special that you don't get to do all the time. In fact, you don't get to do it again once you graduate. And you have pictures from your dances, don't you, Joyce? Yeah, and I look back on them and I see the people that I hung out with before, or the people I still keep in contact with, and, you know, it's just, it's a nice memory to have, like, all the dances and the pictures and, like, the process of getting all those pictures and all that stuff, you know? The, the weird thing, though, I think you guys said that teenagers are treating this whole, like, not going to dances as rebellion. Nobody's requiring them to go to dances, right? Like, it's just... It's an optional thing. Like, why do they see it as rebellion? Yeah, it is an optional thing. But at the same time, if, like, nobody wants to go, then, I mean, there's this peer pressure that, oh, if I go, then I'm not going to be cool because nobody else wants to go. Yeah. Oh, I see. So but that's weird. Strange not, times. Then they're rebelling or they're doing the whole, like, they're, they're still rebelling from society then if they do go because then their society now, around them. Right, yeah. so now their new rebellion is that yes. you go. You go to yeah. the dance. That's you right. have fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Katie, didn't you say something off the air that uh, in the article that uh, part of this rebellion is that they, they don't have to have adult supervision if they're texting and using social media to hang out? Yeah, they said they're tired of having to have dances chaperoned and have people watch them all the time and they can, uh, like on their phones or laptops or whatever they're using, they can just be at home in their room and their parents have no clue what they're doing because they're not going to come in and stare at them and be like, what are you doing? What are you looking at? So to avoid parents, they're just staying in their rooms and texting. That's so boring if they do that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my friends, we don't, like, yeah, we text a lot, but we got to, have different things to do every now and then otherwise it's just i mean like face to face is so important you know like socializing in person and like catching different social cues based on their faces or body language and stuff you just text all day like yeah you can't just emoticon everything yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and like i know that emoticons like you can smile but you're not really smiling so (laughs) so like you know you gotta get the real human experience so Joyce, you and your friends hang out with each other. You go do some stuff besides hanging out in a virtual world. You actually physically get together and go someplace. And I'm guessing you're not being chaperoned by your parents or anything else. Yeah, no, no chaperones. I mean, we do stuff that's like, you know, like what's the point of doing something that you have, like that makes parents worry? I mean, call me old foundry or whatever, but I have fun without that. Like we go hiking and stuff and like just enjoy nature. And, and yeah, like there's tons of stuff to do like, Eating is totally like we don't. Yeah, you can't to eat it. Eat, well, right? I guess you can eat at home. What are you going to eat? Like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every night while texting? I, I know, mean, right? Like, you know, you want to go hang out and get pizza or something, yeah, or, or like, sushi, or, or like boiling crab, or I don't know, like a other good stuff. burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and when you eat with people, like you can have like eating contests. Like, there's all different kinds of things you can do instead of just sit at home and text. So, like, I mean, dancing. Like, when I go to the dances and stuff, like, we just. I mean, the dinners that we have are more elaborate, and it's it's nice to, like, get that kind of new feel and, like, explore new restaurants and stuff, too, before we go to the dances. So I take it, Joyce, that you're saying you're not for canceling dances in, in place of being able Heck to tag. No. You and your friends want the real thing. Thanks, Joyce, for calling you talk. We, we appreciate hearing from you. We hope you call us back again. We have a lot more to come, so stay with us on You Talk. Please, please identify yourself. Utah Solutions-Based Radio. Call us at 855-50-U-TALK. 
You're listening to You Talk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. Taking your questions at 855-50-U-TALK. We were at a student event and recorded some random questions from people there. Amy had a question about her best friend moving. Hi, my name's Amy, and I was wondering, my best friend is moving uh, out of the country, and I don't know what to do. Oh, that's always a tough one. Yeah, that is, especially out of the country. It's one thing to move across town or another state, but out of the country... FaceTime, here we come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Amy, it's not necessarily like where your friend is um, that determines where your friendship is. Um, My best friend moved to Boston at one point. Actually, she's still there. That's a hike. (laughs) It is hard. Um, We we don't talk as much as we used to, for sure. But texting helps. I mean, we'll still text each other and email each other. You know, thank God for texting and social media and all these other things that we can keep up with what we're doing with each other. Um, But you know what? It's one of those things where now, look on the bright side, I have an excuse to go to Boston. (laughs) I get to go visit my best friend. Absolutely. and then sometimes when she comes in town, I get to see her too. And um, so, in, you know, in some ways you're losing a friend, but at the same time you're gaining a new opportunity to be able to maybe visit or learn things about her experiences when she moves away. Yeah, you know, one yeah. of my closest friends lives in Canada and uh, we try to find excuses to use uh, FaceTime or Skype or some way so we can stay in touch with each other. We, we text, of course, like you were saying, Larissa, we uh, keep up with each other on, on social media. And I think the, the long-term relationships last if you continue to feed them. You can also, I don't know if you guys knew this, you can also um, talk for, through Facebook, like you can do Facebook videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't right. used it yet, yeah. but yeah, does it, have you tried it, Katie? Um, yeah, and it, it's like Skype or whatever. It's just okay. through Facebook, and you can um, you can do voice calling through Facebook, and mess, and you can you know do the messenger. So there's still a lot of ways that you can stay in touch with your friend, Amy. It's just going to change a little bit, and maybe you can send stuff in the mail. Like she can send you some photos or cool stuff she's found, you know, wherever she's moving to, and you can just kind of keep her in the loop with new stuff and trends you know, happening here and exchange t-shirts yeah, or t-shirts or, yeah, and different yeah, stuff know, like whatever. that, you know, make it fun, find some new way to, you know, keep the friendship going and just learn new things about each other and the culture she's moving to and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you have to also understand it's probably going to be harder for your friend than it is going to be for you because yes. even though she's yeah. leaving you, she's going to have to make brand new friends where you get to still stay in the same school, in the same neighborhood. And so, you know, I think she's going to really appreciate, like Katie said, um, you know, those maybe sending things that might be reminders of, you know, her friends back home. I know, like, I love it when my best friend sends me random stuff which she does a lot she's very thoughtful she makes me things like she she's really good at sewing and so like i love penguins and so she'll, like, <laughs> oh, she'll make me like random penguin things and she'll send them to me and it's like I, it's it means a lot even though you know they're not necessarily like the biggest item in the world but even like a little you know like a little pencil pouch or something well, like, I really like yeah it. you know she's thinking about you yeah so. no that's the whole thing and, and being out of the country is a whole nother challenge for your friend too be culturally because uh depending upon where she's moving to the culture could be drastically different than what she's used to yeah so i mean definitely Mm -hmm. with the time zones it'll be a little bit more challenging to keep in touch but you know again thankfully you can leave messages and video messages audio messages and then she can get them um, when she wakes up or when you go to bed and things like that um and more importantly um you know write to each other all the time you know 
um, write to each other. I mean, not just the text, but like write long. Because sometimes my best friend and I do that. Like, you know, text, we just are going back and forth, like silly stuff or just like regular everyday stuff. <laughs> but, you know, every once in a while, like if she's really going through something tough or maybe you're going through something tough, like I'm sure your your, your friend will like to know like what's going on with you. And like, and I kind of treasure those emails too, where my best friend just goes like, you know, I'm really struggling with this and I would really like your prayers or your help or your advice, you know, and so I, I you know, be there for your friend. And, and yeah. make sure you're available. I mean, with my buddy in Canada, I'll get a text or I'll send him a, a, a quick one and, and just say, hey, I need to talk. When can we do it? And he's always really good. And I try to do the same thing. It's just being available. And remember that that long-term friendship. I'll tell you, when I get together face-to-face with my, my buddy Carson in, in Canada, it's like we never left each other. It's like we were, you know, we've always been hanging out together. Oh, I just see this lovely picture of the two of you just skipping along <laughs> hand in hand. Not quite, but we do give each other big bear hugs, okay, because, you know, we're big guys. Okay, well, you know, we'll have to meet Carson one day if we take our show on the road to Canada. Yeah. Absolutely, you will. He's a great guy. Well, we thank Amy for asking that question, and you never know where you talk is going to show up next, so we might be asking you a question on the street. Absolutely. Now, coming up next, we've got a very interesting topic to discuss. Ooh, interesting topic. What could that be? We're going to be talking about cultural diversity. Oh, oh, oh. I know something about that. (laughs) And a film project that Larissa's been involved with. Oh, wait, I definitely know something about that, I think. (laughs) So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You Talk Radio with Steve. My mouth is always running. You know, I think I've got the gift of gab. Larissa. What's the meaning of life, right? (laughs) That's right. You are the intellectual songwriter isn't that what yeah. you said yes <laughs> and katie i am not a role model well let me take that back i think anybody <laughs> well no, wait a minute no, you can't take it. it back you talk you talk radio with steve larissa and katie 855-508-8255 you talk radio you know, we live in an increasingly diverse society. We've become a nation of blurred boundaries and bizarre extremes. Never before in our history has a society become so diverse as the U.S. is today. And never before have so many different traditions and beliefs and values been integrated into a simple culture. Interesting times. Um, it sure yes, is. It is. And you know, it's kind of fun because here at Utah, um, we could talk about interesting times. We can also talk about the fact that there's a little bit of uh, cultural diversity right here among the Utah crew. Katie, uh, let's talk about cultural diversity in your life. Who are you? Oh, man. I What are you? I like to call myself a European mutt. A European mutt. Yes, because I am just a little mix of everything. You know, the Italian, German, Welsh. Swiss, just a little bit of it all. I mean, That's a food. great yeah. smorgasbord. Yeah, <laughs> really is. All right, Larissa, how about you? Well, my parents were born in China, um, so I'm second generation Chinese. I was born here. But, you know, even within the Chinese culture, there's some diversity. My my dad is Cantonese, oh. and my mom is Shanghainese. Oh. So they're actually from two different parts of China. Wow. Um, a lot of people don't realize, they, they, just, they just think like, oh, Chinese, they're all the same. But even within the Chinese, 
Chinese culture, if you're from different regions, um, you know, you are considered a little bit different from each other. Sure. I mean, it's just yeah. like if you were born in Texas versus being from New York, you know, kind of like that. Huh. Have you been back to China? I have. I've been back to China. Um, I've been mainly to Hong Kong a lot. I haven't been to Beijing and I haven't been back to Shanghai, which is where my, my mom and my, my grandparents on that side are from. I'd like to. It's it's a very, very diverse, you know, culture within that. And you kind of bring up this thing about cultural diversity. And I do want to make this point. There is a difference between racial diversity and cultural diversity. Yes, yes absolutely. Because you can be from, you know, just as we mentioned, it's like you can be like Chinese on the outside or, you know, Asian looking on the outside, but you're from like very different parts. So like somebody that was born in the U.S. like myself, we have a very different culture than somebody that was born overseas, like in China. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I have cousins who are in Australia that are huh. wow. Chinese. Wild. So they're Chinese Australians. So they got thick Aussie accents. It's really, <laughs> really trippy. Oh my goodness. That's it's gotta so be that funny. Trippy. Oh wow, that's interesting. You know, that's also very different than the way I grew up, you know, here. Well, see, and I, I'm not sure I have any relatives in Australia, but being Italian, I mean, I, I everybody just thinks I'm only Italian. I am a mixture of Italian, Swiss, and Welch. My dad is second generation pure Italian. Uh, his father was from just outside of uh, Naples, and his mother was from Venice, Napoli. of all places. Napolitano. Yeah. And uh, my mom's parents were it, interesting. Uh, her mother is Welch, and her father was Swiss-Italian, and, and he was from, uh, his he's second generation, his family was from the Italian part of Switzerland, just over the border. Oh, so yeah. just, you know, uh, about a year ago, I had an opportunity to actually visit my homeland, and our, our actual town is, is Tricarico, which is about a two and a half hour drive southeast of, of Naples. And it was just a fascinating experience. And guys, you won't believe this. I actually got to meet some family when I was there. Did you know they were family? No, I didn't at first. You know, I was frustrated because because my dad's no longer living. Uh, but I, I didn't get a hold of his cousins to get specific information. And, and I had this guy traveling with me kind of translating for me. And, and we'd walk down the street and, and people would look at me and they'd go, Napolitano. And I said, no, Americano. So we'd start talking and say, Russo, you know, last name. So then they're they're looking all over. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know down there, down there. But we never connected with them. And so then we were getting hungry. And they said, hey, you know, go a few kilometers outside of town. And there's the best food. So we drive out to this place and we're sitting outside and this guy comes walking out to wait on us and he looks at me same question napolitano and and the translator with me uh, sabatino goes no americano and then he he looks at me and in broken english he said surname so i give him my last name and then he says do you know san jose california he goes, that's where i'm from so he goes running back into the building out comes this little old lady with him and she's rattling off to me faster than you can imagine in italian and sabatino's translating for me then she takes off again i guess it was his her son and and, and he says i said where is she going he goes going home to call the family in in san jose to tell them that we have family here with us they were family it was oh, amazing wow, wow. well i know that katie has some interesting things about uh diversity that yes, she wants to share our fact girl our very yes. own fact tell girl. us about that i have some facts for you so this is really interesting for kids under the age of five in the states today the states has become a minority majority nation already what does that interesting mean? yeah, yeah. We, so that, that means that 
According to the Census Bureau, in 2014, there was more than 20 million children under five living in the U.S., and 50.2% of them were minorities. Wow. So that means they are now the new majority. majority. And they'll be 56% of the total population by 2060. Wow. 2060. That's not, I mean, it seems like a far, you know, time, yeah. but, but basically it's really. when those kids grow up yes, yeah. is exactly. what's going to happen yeah. between that and probably, you know, immigration. Yeah. So. And um, the, there's also the new trend in marriages and with mixed ethnicities marrying each other. 14.6% of all new marriages in 2008 were between two different races or ethnicities and these are the newest um that facts. it probably has changed yeah. since then because that's a census yeah. bureau right yeah that so was i mean that's eight years ago had. so i can only imagine where it is now wow that's that is fascinating well you know let's let's bring some more of our own cultural diversity in here larissa you have been involved in what i think is a very fascinating film project tell us about it i took a trip two years ago to Mississippi and I was traveling with my husband's family and he was going to visit his grandfather's grave so I thought and my husband's also Chinese American like myself so his grandfather came from China to Mississippi and I thought well we're just going to go visit this grave site and like I never thought there was any Chinese in Mississippi and what we ended up discovering was that he wasn't the only Chinese guy out there Um, there was a whole population of Chinese that had settled in the late 1800s from Mississippi to from China and um, interesting wow and they were actually became grocery store owners they actually started out as plantation uh, workers that replaced the slaves after huh. the slaves were freed wow um, and then they became grocery store owners and you know eventually you know with segregation um, some of the Chinese kids actually were not allowed to go to the white schools either just like the black kids and they ended up having to struggle through some of the similar civil rights issues that you hmm. know other minorities in the country did and so it, it's been a fascinating journey at to track it I, I can't even explain it you know steve you've actually seen the film i know and oh it's it's an amazing film and, and it's interesting to me larissa we've never read about no. this i mean you know going through history and i'm a history buff how did i miss it but i, I love the film it's, it's a great film yeah and a lot of people don't know about that and also there was something called the 1882 chinese exclusion act which hmm. actually discriminated against the chinese um from immigrating um, and also becoming citizens of this country. Wow. Um, there were restrictions put on them and a lot of people don't know about that too. Um, so it is ironic why the slaves were freed. There was a restriction you know, shortly after that was put on another group of people um, in this country. And so, um, and only it was until like 1965 that was completely repealed, if you can believe that. See, that is wow, so late so in our recent. history. Yeah, I mean, it really is recent, Katie. I mean, that's hard to imagine, especially with the civil rights movement in the 60s and uh, and immigration at the turn of the century prior yeah, to that. Yeah, and, and I think it's just because, you know, as a people group, as a culture, you know, the, the Asian Americans haven't always been as vocal as maybe some other cultures. And so, you know, or they also don't necessarily like to dwell on the negative and they just kind mm-hmm. of, you mm-hmm. know, put their head down, go to work, you know, they, they keep moving on with their lives. And so um, it, it's something we feel really passionate about telling the story because we're not just telling the story about um, this one man, Casey Liu, you know, my husband's grandfather, but we're telling the story of all the people in the region um, and beyond that. You know, it's it's a, it's an American story. It's yeah, a, it's a it story really about is. American history. And so um, we've been touring the country with this film and uh, we're so proud of it. And we hope that, you know, people will check it out. Well, it's an award winning film, if I'm not mistaken. 
Well, uh, we want to make it available to uh, our Utah audience. So we are going to post some links where you can get more information on this film called Finding Cleveland. If you go to our website, utahradio.com, that's utahradio.com, you'll be able to find a lot more information on this fascinating documentary. And we'd like to hear your thoughts about cultural diversity. You can reach out to us on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and that's at Utah Radio. Don't go anywhere. There's more Utah right after this. You talk, we listen. Call us at 855-50-U-Talk. 855-508-8255. It's You Talk Radio. Taking your questions at 855-50-U-Talk. This is You Talk Radio. We've got another caller on the line. This is Robbie. Hey, how you doing, Robbie? Hey, Robbie. I'm doing well. Thank you. How you doing? We're doing good. Good to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I got a question for you. I mean, it seems like we're talking about bullying quite a bit these days, but it seems like only certain groups get preferential treatment as far as bullying is concerned. I mean, how come we don't, you know, look at bullying equally? I mean, there's different reasons people are bullied. They're bullied for being too pretty, too ugly, too smart, too dumb, you know, too plain looking. I mean... So I, if you're just average, you're saying you don't get bullied. You don't get bullied, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like it, but I mean, that's simply not true. I mean, there's lots of people get bullied, but th- those reasons are never brought up. I mean, we don't ever talk about those. We only talk about certain people getting bullied. I mean, it's like, you know, I remember seeing some girls, you know, one girl was, you know, developed, you know, she was a early bloomer, if you will, and she was, you know, being picked on by others who weren't, and so they were jealous about it, so they were making fun of her looks, trying to put her down, trying to degrade her because, you know, nature happened to, you know, work on her quicker than others. <laughs> how come we don't ever do that? Or, or, you know, a kid who's, you know, too tall or too skinny, you know, how come those kids, you know, seem to be left out as far as, you know, helping those who are being bullied? Robbie's great question, and let me start by saying, isn't the heart of bullying in part jealousy? Oh, definitely is. Yeah, and I also think that people who bully tend to sense weakness, if you will, and like lack of confidence. Yeah. And so, and I mean, they themselves, the bullies, I think, also have that. And so they tend to prey on the weak. And so I think if somebody is insecure about the way they look, whether they're well endowed or they're too skinny or too fat, I think people that are bullies kind of pick up on that for some reason. And that's why they pick on it. And you're right. Like, we don't talk about that enough. Like, it's normally the fat kid or somebody who's gay or somebody who's, you know, like the nerd. and, And that there's a lot of other people that get bullied for very different reasons. Katie, you're nodding your head. Were you one of those kids or you know people? Uh, I was, I got bullied a lot and I still do being in college. Aww. Which you think you wouldn't, but people are really Katie, why do they bully you? What are they picking yeah, on why you are for? You, why are they picking on you? I don't even know. It's just like random weird stuff. And I'm just like, really? Like, get a life if that's what you're going to bully someone for. Like, like what, really. what do they say? Like, what? what is it that they pick on you about? Yeah. Like, uh, I think it was an outfit I wore one day. And they're like, that, like I, they would talk about me behind my back. Like, and I'm like, really? Like, you're going to bully about someone's outfit? Like, if you don't like it, just say it to their face that you don't like it or something. Like, really? But it- Okay, now, Robbie, let's get back to you for a second here. Have you been bullied? I, I, that's what I'm wondering, the, the kind of the underpinning of your question. Have you yourself been bullied? I've been bullied. I've witnessed it from other people. And, you know, it just seems like nobody else, you know, because I'm not part of that, you know, elite in crowd or and- the mm-hmm. in crowd or, you know, I'm not gay. I'm not, you know, too fat that, you know, my group of people get, you know, overlooked and because it's like, well, wait a minute, I've been bullied too. But oh, like, I see what you yeah. mean. Okay, so how, how have you responded to the bullying then? What, did you just stand up and say, okay, enough, I don't have to listen to you, this is a bunch of trash, you know, you're going you're gonna to talk rubbish about me, I'm out of here. 
originally I was kind of like, you know, taking their crap, but then finally just said, you know what, you're, you're pathetic. You're really pathetic. I mean, I, I don't need to hear this crap. So what are they actually bullying you about since you don't fall into those, what do you, you know, what you call like those stereotypical categories? Well, I'm somebody who's smart. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I'm bullied for being a virgin. Okay. I mean, I'm not somebody like, you know, brags about it or holds a sign saying I'm the virgin here or whatever. It's just, you know, I was open and honest about when somebody asked me that question. I wasn't ashamed of it. So that's one of your convictions. You're saying, hey, you know, I'm not, I don't plan on doing that at this point in time. Uh, Props to you. Uh, That's, and and people should respect that. I think that's part of the problem with bullying. We don't respect others because we don't respect ourselves. Yeah. And I also think because people, you know, think it's cool or the norm to like sleep around or sleep with their girlfriends or boyfriends. Like, I think anybody that doesn't do that, I think they make fun of just to make themselves feel better because, you know, they're like part oh, of the guilt. mainstream yeah. to have a guilt. Because otherwise, like, if they actually stopped and thought about it, then they'd be like, oh, well, I'm not a virgin. So, like, I don't want to make someone else think that that's okay, you know. But I just say, Robbie, definitely hold on to your convictions and don't take that you know that bullying from anybody and and the fact that you're confident hopefully enough to to stand by those those convictions and in answer to your question i'm not sure we've got a specific answer to say why isn't it equal opportunity bullying uh I don't know. It, I think it depends upon each situation. Yeah, well, I also think, you know, back to what Robbie was saying, I think why people don't, you know, say stand up for, for those who have, like, pure convictions regarding sex or some other, like, not so popular things, I think it's just because those people are maybe haven't been speaking up and, and it hasn't yeah. got to the point yeah. where it's turned violent or if it has turned violent or it's it's turned incredibly, you know, negative that they just haven't, uh, you know, brought it up to the, to the public light. Because I know sometimes it's like you don't want to stand up and tell people like you're a virgin only because you know you're going to get all this flack for it. And, you know, whatever the issue is that you might have, like maybe you have an eating disorder and some people you get bullied for that. Like a lot of people don't want to say like, hey, I've got an eating disorder, you know. Or you're too like you said Robbie you're too tall too skinny too wide too narrow and what breaks my heart is to hear continual stories of a student taking their own life because they couldn't stand the bullying that just breaks my heart and and those of you listening right now uh if if you are being bullied find some place to get some encouragement reach out to us we would love to encourage you we want to be here for you this is you talk radio it's about you talking to us hey Robbie thanks for reaching out to us we're going to have more You Talk coming your way right after this. You Talk Radio. You're listening to You Talk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie on the web at utalkradio.com. Just before the break, we were talking with Robbie about bullying. Uh, it can happen at school. It can happen at work. It, it can even happen at home. Bullying is uh, its just degrading what's happening with so many people picking on others for yeah. absolutely no, absolute no it reason. It seems like it's happening more and more, especially yeah. online. Yeah, it oh, really yeah. is. The cyberbullying is huge. We haven't even begun to touch on that, which we're going to have to touch on in another show. But in the meantime, Katie, our fat girl, you got some practical ideas on, on how to deal with bullying? Yeah, um, there are quite a few. Uh, Like, when possible, just try to ignore it. I know that's really hard to do, but, you know, just let it... Block it out. Yeah, just block it out. Okay, now let let me ask something regarding cyberbullying. We'll have to talk about this later, but that's kind of hard to do when it's going all over the world. Yeah, it really is, but when it comes to that, like, I had this happen with an ex. You just, you block them. Just delete them. Don't, you know, just, if they keep trying to make fake profiles or something, just keep deleting it. Don't even look at it. 
It's really hard to do, but uh, the biggest thing is just delete it, block it. If you're able to. If yes, you're able to, if you yeah. Can. If you can yeah. at all. And, you know, just build a wall around you that just, like, let it bounce off. Just don't even let it into your mind and just... Which means wall, you've, yeah. you've kind of got to be secure in yourself then. You've got to have a healthy uh, self-esteem. Yeah, and, you know, just know the biggest thing, it's not you. It's them. You know, they they have a low self-esteem to be doing that to you. Yeah. And they're just they're, being mean. They're trying to make themselves feel better about themselves by putting you down. Yeah, and, you know, like... Just stay positive and confident. Just know it's it's not you, it's them. And just get, a, you know, people around you that that are going to care about you and tell you, you know, they're just being mean. And like, let's let's focus on other things other than this. So you really got to choose your friends carefully then. I mean, you, you, there are people, I mean, that you may have to cut out of your life. Yeah, you might have to, you know. And if they're not going to help you and build you up, then you need to just move on from them and make a safe environment for yourself. Like build up people around you that are going to help you and not tear you down. Don't be alone, you know. And then just tell somebody what's going on. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed. It's not your fault. Just ask them for help and you can always reach out to us. That's what we're here for. You know, I think you bring up a really good point because sometimes the people that get bullied are like the shy, quiet, like loners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so for them, they're getting picked on because people sense weakness or they're not the most popular kid in school. And so sometimes I think it's hardest for someone who is like that, who's withdrawn because they're already withdrawn. And so when they're being bullied, like they, they are afraid to like say anything. And so I think if you're someone out there like that, or maybe you see someone like that, maybe you need to be the friend to that person because they can't reach out absolutely that you know that is so important be alert and awake guys okay for what's going on around you whether at the work at work home at school don't be afraid to step up and stand in for somebody and protect somebody so guys let's get involved yeah and i i just want to say too for people who think cyberbullying is all fun and games you know it's one of the leading causes of suicide among teens that's huge and so if you see it going on maybe you're not the one doing it you need to speak up and you need to stand up for these people yes and say yeah. and tell Absolutely. and call out the people that are doing it because it's not right and it could lead to dire consequences and we're talking about life and death literally yes yeah. absolutely and and remember if you're struggling right now you're listening to you hear our voices and you say hey steve larissa katie uh, Man, I'm being cyberbullying. I I don't know if I can take it anymore. Remember, please, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, okay? It may not seem temporary. It may seem overwhelming to you, but there is help. As Katie said earlier, that's one of the reasons we're here. It's all about you talking to us. We care, guys, so reach out to us. Yeah, and, you know, just remember, like, is a bad breakup or getting revenge on someone is that worth someone's life yeah you no, know not you at have all. to think about that you have to think about the consequences in the long term and you know we we love to hear from you guys so if you guys have other ideas of um, how someone could help other people deal with cyberbullying or just bullying in general please tell us go to yes. our website mm-hmm. you can reach us at utalkradio.com you can check us out on our social media we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on instagram at utalkradio we love talking to you guys and more importantly we love hearing from you talking to us hey that's it for now thanks for listening to our show and keep in touch with us just like we told you don't forget you're not alone you do matter and together where you talk. You talk radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie.